you're so you're so funny i kind of don't like that it gives us a heads up that i'm recording like i like just surprising you but that's okay you know still dancing confusing dancing as always my friend um, did you say confusing <laughs> um, a lot of people have called my dance style um emotionally confusing is what they is what they call um what podcast are we recording right now Tess, uh, oh my friend this is the same peaks y'all podcast is mm-hmm. where two librarian geeks watch the tv show twin peaks and make an episode once every week and i'm tess and i really like the show twin peaks this is my my buddy leaf mm-hmm. he don't he never seen the show twin peaks i made him watch it <laughs> i put a gun to your head like this and I was like, you going to watch the show with me. <laughs> well, you put a gun to my head. And then in your other hand, you had another gun. And you had um, Amanda, my wife, and my daughter, head head to head, like just lined up so you could get them straight through with one shot. It was it was a horrifying scene. Um, I'm serious about this podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's very serious. Um, and we- I, I just coerced you. <laughs> Yeah, we are here to discuss episode three of Twin Peaks The Return. If we have any new listeners, uh, feel free to listen to past episodes where we followed everything from the original Twin Peaks through uh, the book, Secret History of Twin Peaks, and uh, the movie, Fire Walk With Me. It's actually part three. Oh, part of three. Of The Return, also known as Call for Help, but... Before I show that to you, I'm feeling giddy this evening because I have a little surprise. It was my birthday yesterday. And um, what do you get for the woman who wants for nothing? My beloved husband asked himself. And um, (laughs) Eric, are you familiar with uh, a a service on the web called Cameo? I don't believe so. Okay, well, Cameo is uh, an app that you can download to your phone. And uh, basically, it has various uh, celebrities and influencers on there. And you can pay for them to uh, record a personalized message for a person in your life whom you care for. And then you, um, and so uh, not to bury the lead, but, but Brett found a member of the Twin Peaks cast. Um, Kimmy Robertson, who plays Lucy on the TV show Twin Peaks that you and I are, are watching. And I just wanted to play a clip of it. It's actually a very long video. 
Uh, Miss Kimmy does great cameos. Thank you for the cameo, Kimmy, if you're listening. And um, uh, it's a whole six minutes long. I'm just going to play a clip of it for you, Eric, because I thought that you would find it interesting. Six minutes? It's like she read you a, a, a short story. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to say she is very much like her character in real life. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of you know, like making sure that the camera was facing the right way and did she get the names right? And um, there were some tangents and stuff, but um, it's a wonderful video. It's brought me a lot of joy and I just wanted to share a little bit of it with you and our listeners. So I'm gonna hold it up. You can't really, you can't really see Kimmy, but hopefully you'll be able to hear her and turn the volume all the way up. Let's listen. So here's the important part. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tess. Happy birthday to you. And many more. So um, that's cool that you do the podcast and stuff on Twin Peaks. Doing these cameo things, I've learned a lot about Twin Peaks <laughs> by looking at the stuff that people do on Twin Peaks on YouTube and other things. So um, I'm fascinated by that because even though I was there... Um, David Lynch, if I asked him any questions, would say, well, what do you think? And <laughs> I would say, I don't know what I think. Because it's just, it's just, um, especially the return, it's, it just, it's like a piece of art. And I can't describe my feelings about art. I just know it when I see it. And a lot of a lot of um well especially the episodes that david lynch directed in the first and second season i enjoyed very much a lot of them i did not because i didn't know what was going on and i didn't know who even some of the actors were i i had never seen them before and i didn't know where we were or it was funny um that second season I got confused, but we got to finish. We got to do the third season, even though it was 30 years later, a lifetime later. It was very satisfying and so much more fun, more appreciated. I, I was very, very grateful for the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, but for the, th the third season, um, I'll be grateful for the rest of time. Even after I leave my body, I'll still be grateful for that. Okay. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your um, day today. Hope your life is filled with love. Hope you still get to be a librarian. I don't know if libraries are open again or what, but I, I've always had a secret yearning to be a librarian and 
It's over there in stack A, C. <laughs> yep. Is that something that sounds library-ish? <laughs> yeah. No, I'd like to be a librarian in the library at the Vatican. That's what I'd like to do. Okay. So, much love to you. And here's a kiss. Tess, and thank you, Brett, for asking for the birthday cameo for your wife. Happy birthday! I am... Phenomenal, right? (laughs) That is... uh, I don't know how she knew whenever someone asked for a book that I always send them over to stack A. That's where... Just head right over to A. That's where your books are, ma'am. Right? And A... Um, that is very cool. So I, I've heard of, you know, where you can pay to, you know, have, have people, uh, uh, you know, give personalized messages, but I haven't heard of cameo. That's very smart to put it all like in one spot or to make it more accessible. Yeah. And, um, I, Brett had, has, uh, done cameo before he, he's done a few comedians for his father for like father's day or birthdays or stuff. And he did one for me before, that was um, Walter Jeffrey, who is a French bulldog with um, a very entertaining Instagram account that I like follow religiously. <laughs> and so I have a cameo from Walter. I'm pretty sure that Walter the dog costs more than Kimmy, um, which is a travesty. She's a delight. And um, I, I just, I'm so thankful to my husband for that sweet and thoughtful present and for Kimmy for taking that time out of her life to record a message for me. Um, and yeah, I feel like it gave us a lot of insight into what it was like on the mm-hmm. set of Twin Peaks, you know? Um, she also, I didn't play this part of the clip because like I said, it's a pretty long video, but she also mentioned that her favorite part of the Twin Peaks canon is the missing pieces, which is the film that is made up of uh, all of the scenes cut from Fire Walk With Me. You know what? I have that, um, let me think. I have that downstairs. Cause I, when I watched Fire Walk With Me, it had a second disc of all. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know what that was. And I didn't know how that would fall under, like uh, I didn't want the dove to attack me is what I'm right. saying. Right, I haven't even seen it. Um, uh, my DVD of Firewalk with Me does not include the missing pieces. So. I probably will watch it, but I need to know when that came out. So, you know, if it came out after the return, I'll watch the return first. It didn't. I believe that it like came out like after the movie. So, is the missing pe- pieces though? Are they considered canon? They are considered canon, and even they though they're are, missing, they are her favorite part of the. Twin Peaks canon. She said mainly because they feature scenes of Lucy and Andy that got cut from the movie. <laughs> that was a very nice surprise. Yeah, I, very I thought that you would enjoy that. I'm glad. Now, um, real quick, did you need to attend to anything? I noticed you were checking your door. I didn't know if Freya was like going to come and visit us again. <laughs> I, I heard um, an ominous um uh um ominous noises coming from the door a a banging if you will um but they weren't on my door or the door of the room i'm in so it was a banging somewhere else in the house so i I believe i'm good also amanda is here today so she's here my mom's there so she's wandering around the house uh um (laughs) 
Freya will be attended to. So. It's so interesting that you have banging going on in your house because there's banging on doors in this episode that we're about to discuss. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. I'm happy to tell you who's banging on that. Don't have to. Uh... I, I, I will tell you if the last episode was, oh, I've got all the answers. This one. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Let me take a moment here. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So. Oh, here. Wait, real quick. Yeah, I know not to cut you off, but no, that's okay. If we, because I thought the surprise was going to be an email. If anyone would like to email us, that email address is sanepeaksyall at gmail.com. You are also free to tweet at us at same team y'all. Um, in fact, uh, we had another tweet from John. I'm not going to read it to you because I don't want it. It's a little spoilery because it was saying something about your theories and whether or not. They are. He was talking about how, <laughs> how incredibly accurate they all were, how I must be a yeah. prophet sent exactly. from Exactly. So I didn't want to read that to you because that might spoil things for That's you. Right. <laughs> like a genius. Genius. How do you know Sarah was the horse the whole time? How do you know? So um, I'm going to summarize uh, the episode for you. We begin with uh, Coop falling through space. Space and time and dimensions, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Um, and then there's kind of this like purple smoky foam. <laughs> Here's our first chef kiss of the day. Oh, Love it. <laughs> beautiful. This show, one thing that's really surprised me, how how visually striking a lot of the, um, I don't want to say special effects, but maybe that's the right word. Like a lot of the things are, you know, like that, that scenery, like whatever that place is. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Right. Yeah. Cause he lands like in a building and it's overlooking the ocean. And uh, then he goes through a window or a door, some kind of opening. And he sees a woman with no eyes seated by a fireplace and the film at this point seems to be like kind of fast forwarding and rewinding another another really cool effect <laughs> yeah um and coop wants to know what is this where are we and whenever this woman tries to communicate with him we don't hear words we just hear um actually i believe the subtitle said indistinct breathy noises hey, i'm gonna try i think it's this that's exactly what it sounds like yeah um uh and then the woman like she touches coop's face she's really trying to speak to him but then there's something banging and um she indicates that coop needs to be quiet um and there's a panel on the wall and coop is drawn to the panel um, and there's numbers on the panel, a one and a five. And the woman gets up and she indicates, no, that's not safe. She but does she this. And oh, oh, do me a favor. Highlight. Um, I almost forgot like how our show worked. Highlight the stuttering time. Yes. And highlight her indicating this. And I, for audio listeners, I am doing the slicing of the throat motion yes. that she was doing. Uh, if you uh, would like to watch us do this podcast, uh, you can watch us on YouTube, by the way. And yes, of course, er, um, anytime you have a mystery that needs to be 
highlighted. You let me know. I got my highlighter with me. Mm-hmm. She motions for him to follow her down a hallway um, and up a ladder. <laughs> and then they, they exit like some sort of box-like vessel, which looks much smaller than what it looked like they were in before. Um, and she pulls a, le- a lever and electricity like starts to shock her and then it shoots her off into the space time continuum. She like, she, like falls. She yeah. doesn't like float away. She falls. No, she falls away and Coop, uh, he looks over the edge and he sees the face of Garland Briggs the ghostly face of Garland Briggs just floating. It's a big, him. a big a face. Big old face, and it's, it's a, and he says, "Blue Rose." Blue Rose, which of course we know is the name of the task force that Coop and Cole and Albert and Philip Jeffries and Chet Desmond and these guys are all on this task force to investigate otherworldly cases, basically. Thank you for the recap. Can I just address something real quick? Just to be yeah. like, just to, just because I don't want you worried about it. It's fine. Um, name changes are hard. So if you drop, you, no, I mean, I mean it really. Like, I don't want you to think like, oh, Eric's, you know what I mean? I know you, I know you totally respect me and you're the best. Name changes are hard. I know coworkers at work have been having a hard time with it. So it's fine. If you drop an Eric here and there, I'm not going to like lose it you know i appreciate that sir yeah, you, know, I, uh, you know we have a, a mutual friend who recently uh, uh changed the pronouns that they prefer to go mm-hmm. by and every once in a while i screw it up and i feel bad yeah, and they're yeah. always like it's fine i'm not militant about it but some people are and so i want to check yeah no i appreciate it it's um uh, i have a coworker that has changed pronouns recently and i still catch myself saying the wrong one it's it's autopilot and if it makes you feel any better i answer the phone at work i have to stop from saying hello this is eric at the cuz i've been doing it for 36 years you know so yeah for uh, uh anyone listening who's like what in the heck are they talking about eric Reese, or <laughs> leaf yeah recently i know changed even though I think like I'm getting caught up, you want to, I'll be honest with you. I'm getting caught up because on my screen, it has your, I know I'm changing that. Can I change it right now? Yeah, you can. You're going to go, go up to the, um, you see, uh, like the little screen with you go, (laughs) it's a little zoom lesson for all our listeners. You're going to go up into the right hand corner and you'll Mm -hmm. see like a dot, dot, dot. You click Uh, on, Oh no, it's not giving me the option. No, I've got it. I've got it right here. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I never realized how many places my name is. I'm still working on getting like my work email changed and my my work badge done. There it is. Does that there help? There we go. Does That's that going to help me out. That's going to help me out. It, it is funny. Like just, I know this is like a, so for listeners, Tess and I only get to hang out when we record this podcast. So please forgive us for having like just friendship talk. Um, But here's the deal. It, it is funny because it feels like I came out as a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's this we it's I don't want to use the word weird, but like it's this thing, you know, and uh anyway, it doesn't anyway, it's everyone's been very cool. Anyway. I do know that name changes are hard. Uh any woman who gets married and chooses to change uh yep. her last name 
to uh, her husband's surname uh, will be able to tell you what a pain in the butt it is to change your name. Yeah. And um, I, I hope you don't mind. I did tell a couple of our mutual friends that you have a new preferred name. And no. they were like, they were like, oh, is it Leaf like um, the like a Viking or Leaf like he's finally become one with the trees? <laughs> um, the answer is yes. So spelled, <laughs> spelled like the Viking pronounced like becoming one with the trees. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which they, they thought sounds really cool, especially with Freya, like Leif and Freya hanging out together. Yeah, we're just hanging out <laughs> doing our thing. Okay. So anyway, right. I just want to let you know, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. You're so welcome. Coop goes back inside the vessel, back down the ladder, uh, back into this room. And now the panel now says the number three. And there's another woman seated at the fireplace. This one has eyes. Question. Yeah. And clarifying question. You know, I've got female facial blindness. Yeah. Is this the same woman? I don't believe it is. I mean, I, I did notice that she had eyes. Yeah. But I'm glad that you noticed at least that. <laughs> but I thought that she was the same woman with eyes. That's a really great question. I have been under the assumption that is not the same person, but okay. it could be. I don't know. That's a great question. Email us your thoughts, people. Tell us how wrong we are. Yeah. <laughs> so we I haven't gotten those emails before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. Or you could email us and tell us how much you enjoy our show. We would appreciate that too. Or let's um, see, you can email us and, and say, um, how uh, soothing and attractive my voice is. <laughs> so what I'm asking is for you to lie to me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so she, does she look at her watch? I've got someone looks at their watch. She, I think she, looks, she at looks at her watch and it's 2.53 mm -hmm. and then a light goes on in the room, like a lamp goes on and then Coop approaches the panel then we see Mr. C driving down the road, as we saw him in the last episode, driving down the road. And then the, this woman says, um, when you get there, you will already be there. And mm. when Coop um, approaches the panel, there's like this electric sound and he, he seems to get like sucked into the panel to like travel through a power outlet <laughs> first it kind of repels him a little bit at first right he gets a Bang. well I, I i didn't know if it was repelling him or if he was like shocked by the, oh. the like oh like what was that i don't i don't know how to react to that yeah like, um that feels funny and the banging is still going on and the woman tells him you better hurry my mother is coming by the way she also speaks in this like backwards talk that is and she seems to be like yelling almost like, almost like, can you hear me? I don't know what's going on there. But Coop goes through the panel, except for his shoes. His shoes get left behind. Um, Mr. C is not looking good. Here, I'm going to do an impression. Oh, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> he is... Are you swerving all over to, the road. I used to work nights and I had a couple times getting home. I kind of looked that way you oh, know, when, I, when I got home tired. Yeah. yeah not oh very safe. Yeah. Um, he's swerving all over the road and then the car flips and he's holding 
he's holding his hand over his mouth and um uh he's staring at the was that, is that the cigarette lighter? Yeah, like cigarette lighter slash like charger, right? Right, like right. That we source. like. I think back in the day, cars all had cigarette lighters, and they've kind of just been replaced as by like power sources in your well, car. That you yeah, my car. Out. Yeah, my car doesn't have a cigarette lighter. It does have a vape refilling station, though. So <laughs> it doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as he's staring at it, like the curtains to the red room up here. Um, and then we're taken completely away from that for a little while. Uh, we we go to Rancho Rosa Estates. Of course. Which, Eric, are you aware that the production company that um, David Lynch <laughs> produced these episodes is called Rancho Rosa? You know, I didn't make that connection, but I've seen it pop up at the beginning of each episode. Yeah, yeah which I find interesting given your theory from last week's episode of like something from the real world showing up in this universe. And um, also speaking of that logo that shows up at the beginning of the episode, the Rancho Rosa logo, um, I do want to address the fact that I think in every episode, it's a different color. And I don't track that. I I listened to the very excellent podcast, um, Wrapped in Podcasts with our friend JR. And they had a lot of theories about colors that are used in the episode. They even had like a song that they would play when they were ready to talk about colors. <laughs> and um, I feel like they had a theory about the different um, logo colors, but I, I don't remember it. I, I'm not... I, I'm going to tell you, I'm too lazy to like think about if the color, if the logos mean something. Another thing that um, I'm too lazy to look into, but other people have a lot of thoughts is on. Is this, are, real quick, Tess, is this a new segment that we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> things that I'm too lazy to look into. Things that I probably should have a theory about, but I'm too lazy. I'm not going to think about this it. This is so funny. Pe um, peace in the Middle East? I don't know. I should probably look into that. I don't know. <laughs> Bitcoins? I don't know. I hear about them sometimes. I should yeah, probably look into I mean, that. There's the great like piece of the Middle East, Bitcoin, and whether or not Coop's lapel pens match from episode to episode. That's another thing that a lot of people have thoughts about that like I just never bothered to have a thought about. I'd be like, yeah, it looks different than the last episode, but I don't know what it means. Um, do you remember those? <laughs> do you remember those little um you would use paper and you would fold it up to make that little fortune teller thing? Yeah, you remember, remember it looked like that. a little pyramid and you would be like hey what's your favorite color and you open it and close it um something i should look into is how to make those i've never learned how to and i've always wondered there are always some really i don't want to say just girls but it seemed like the girls are really smart they were on top of it and us boys were like i don't know how to make those and uh, oh. file it in their the segment that's something i should probably look into yeah and this has been something i should probably look into <laughs> with Tess and Leaf. Thanks very much. Um, another you. thing that has two R's in it, Rancho Rosa, uh, also the RR Diner, the double R Diner. I don't know if it's related, but we see someone who looks a lot like Coop. This person's name is Dougie. And Dougie is with a very beautiful nude woman, um, uh, 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 indicates that 
we are uh, left to infer that that's a prostitute. And um, she's like, Ducky, what's wrong with your arm? He's got an arm that like won't move. And we see that he is wearing the owl ring. Um, and uh, and then now he looks sick. Now he's starting to look sick. And his arm's feeling tingly. And she goes, oh, I'm feeling tingly too. Which is interesting because she's fully nude. And he's fully dressed. Fully dressed. <laughs> I mean, not to make any assumptions over anyone's lovemaking styles. But I mean... He doesn't even look like he's perspiring. I don't know what's going on around here, you know? Maybe he hired her just to have a chat. I don't know. Maybe or, like, or a, like a private dance or something, you know? Well, but we know that there was a ride involved because that comes up later. But <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. Dougie's crawling. And then he he vomits. And by the way, what what did that vomit look like to you? Um, so it didn't look like vomit. Let's start with that. Um, uh-huh. I don't Mr. Know. Mr. C also vomits in this episode. And yeah. I, uh, I think it looks like something. At first I thought it looked like cheese. Okay. But, but I'm vegan. So I don't see cheese anymore. I've got cheesel. I've got, I've got cheesel. Got blindness. I, I've got dairy blindness. I can't dairy even, blindness. I can't even see it. The other animals ran right into a cow. I didn't even see it coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know I what think, it looked like. I think yeah, it tell looked me. like Garmin Boja. Oh, I forgot about I Garmin Boja. I thought it looked Boja. like cream corn. Yeah. That's what I think it looks like. But anyway. I mean, you're probably right because I it, it's definitely like this yellowy kind of color, right? Right. It and is, the, by the way, so funny when they start vomiting, right? <laughs> Do you think and it's funny? I think it's gross. They're holding their hands up and it's just Ugh. like coming out and it's a lot. Like, it's Ugh. not just like bleh. It's like... <laughs> And Someone. I, I and I can't think of a single time in my life I've ever stopped myself from like put my I just let it. I mean, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I just I don't know about you, but it's like let it go. Um, <laughs> let me think. I don't think I've ever tried to stop myself. Yeah, um, I thought. <laughs> Today at the library, someone vomited in the men's urinal. So that oh. was exciting. Oh, my that's like, goodness. that's not a good place. To, in fact, that's probably one of the worst places to vomit, actually. Because oh, if you just did it on the floor. From the library, tales from yeah. the library. I know, I know. I, it was the first time I ever used the shock emoji <laughs> at work. where We have like Microsoft Teams and you can use emojis, which is exciting. And I, the two most common ones for me are like and love and i wish there were more versions of like and love because i've got a lot of a lot of like and love in my heart and i've never had to use the shocked one but when i saw that from my assistant branch manager about the vomit in the men's urinal i oh. the shock one i said this is appropriate you know what let's send some love and kindness to whoever vomited in your urinal today because they are probably really going through it yeah you're absolutely right let's send uh some thoughts of loving kindness to that uh that that beautiful human May your future vomits be in the bowl. <laughs> or may may your as that old as that old Irish <laughs> blessing goes. <laughs> Yo, may all your vomits be in the bowl. No, no. <laughs> if you have to vomit, may it be in a bowl from the comfort of your bed with the arms of your spouse around you. Yes. Um, that's our wish for you, sir. Um, but Dougie, once he finishes vomiting, he like flashes away. <laughs> And then Mr. C can see Dougie in the curtains. 
Um, and then he also then vomits the Garmin Boja, maybe, I don't know. Um, and we see Dougie in the red room with Mike. <laughs> and he says, I feel funny. <laughs> Dougie seems uh, like a cool dude, by the way. Yeah, Dougie. Dougie. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. <laughs> he seems like fun. Um, what's happening to me? He wants to know. I love that Dougie's like asking like the questions that we're wondering. Um, Mike informs him that someone manufactured you for a purpose that's now been fulfilled. So I guess we don't need Dougie anymore. And that is when his hand shrinks and his ring falls off. Again, Dougie, the voice of the people, he says, that's weird. <laughs> and then his head explodes. And then there's like, and then it looks like kind of like the evil tree sort of appears a little bit. It looks like it, but it's not the same color. No, it's not, but it's it's something similar to that. But then, and then there's a gold ball. And yeah. then, and then the gold ball kind of like shrinks down and then Mike picks it up. He picks up the ring. He puts the ring on the table. I don't know what he does with the gold ball. What do you um, do with gold balls? I don't know. Back in Rancho Rosa. Do me a favor. Can you yeah. highlight his ring for me? Yeah. 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 Good catch with the Garbin Boja, by the way. That's just, that's just what it looks like. Garbin Doja? Boja. Garmin Boja. Garmin Boja. Mm hmm. Garmin Boja is a great name for a Twin Peaks cover band, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's all like metal versions. I know? would love it. Yes, that's exactly what I thought of. We like, are Garmin Boja. We are Garmin Boja. What, what's the song that they sing um, that James sings with the girls and you hate you it? You and I. Thank you. It's like, you and I, Garmin Boja. <laughs> he was, he's always been cool. My, that's my new, by the way, and I know I should, this is like me giving you a hard time. That's my new favorite line, by the way, is that's James. Of course it is. He's cool. He was he's, always cool. He's all, he was always Always cool. been cool. Oh, um, it's true, back, though. You can't argue. <laughs> back in Rancho Rosa, Coop emerges from a socket in the wall, and um, the prostitute comes back out and she's like, where did you get that suit and haircut, Dougie? And Coop slash Dougie is acting very strangely. He's just kind of wandering around. He's mostly silent when he does speak. It's to repeat something that's already been said to him. It's very childlike. Like she has to help him put his shoes on. You know what it made me think of? And I'm not going to have you highlight this because this isn't a theory. I don't think it's anything, but what it made me think of is uh -huh. how Leo acted when Leo uh -oh. was, shoes. yeah, thank you. When he says, what does he say? Ruby two rides or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Thank you. Yeah. He says, oh, I, I was, Jade, it was Jade give two rides. It was, it was a different precious <laughs> stone. I was a close. Different, uh, yes. A different gemstone. Yes. A different gemstone. But um, it, that's what it made me think of. And the way that he kind of like repeated things. I don't yeah. know if there's a connection there. That's why I didn't save it for mysteries, but that's what it made me think of you and know? she's she but i gotta hand it to her she's being very caring and considerate <laughs> like she's like dougie get your get your keys she goes in his pockets and the only key that he has is to his room at the great northern 
which is room 315, which were also the numbers on the panel. I don't know if that is, if that means anything, but- Were, um, wait, what were the numbers? 315. And if you remember, the panel first had one five on it, and then it had three on it. Thank you. Again, um, I don't know if that means anything. Did you want me to highlight that? <laughs> No, don't highlight no. it. But I was just going to say things that I should look into, but I'm too lazy to look up. Um, <laughs> any things that relate to numbers, like when, let's say, <laughs> let's say, I don't know, some uh, supreme evolution of an arm says some numbers or something, and then later those numbers come up, feel free to like mention, by the way, okay. those are the same numbers, because I probably will not catch that. We got some numbers coming up later here, too. Um, but anyway, she realizes that he doesn't have his car keys with him. And so then she she uh, tells him, oh, you mean Jade has to give you two rides? She's fed up. She They get in her Jeep. Man, she's got a really nice car. She's doing really good for herself. Um, they leave Dougie's uh, car behind, which I love that we know it's Dougie's car because it has a vanity plate that says Dougie Love on it. <laughs> like I said, Dougie seems like a lot of fun. Um now she's driving out of this neighborhood and they pass a what what's up wait one second something yeah. i think we glossed over okay who plays dougie kyle mclaughlin thank you okay i just want to make sure that i wasn't wrong no it's, yeah okay it is. it's him yeah. yeah okay that's what i thought okay continue yeah. please sorry um they're they're leaving the neighborhood and they pass a car and the guy in that car is on a walkie-talkie and he's talking to another guy and they are planning like an ambush. Um, and meanwhile, Jade, <laughs> Jade is giving Dougie like advice. She's like, okay, so when you call triple A, they'll come and help you get back in your car. <laughs> She's so sweet. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as they um, drive past Sycamore Street, uh, Dougie says, Jade, give two rides. I don't know if Sycamore was was like, you know, this show makes me question everything about the universe. Um, I don't know if that was like important because it's a tree. I don't know. Are there sycamores in Glastonbury Grove where I don't know. Anyways, he drops his key just in time to miss a sniper. Like basically that guy was ready to shoot them when they were coming out of the neighborhood or shoot Dougie specifically. I was worried Jade was gonna get shot, you know? I know, we must protect Jade. Yeah. <laughs> She's a good egg. Um, but apparently Dougie has enemies, whoever Dougie is. Um, people oh. are out, out to get him. Highlight whoever Dougie is. And I know you okay. didn't write that, you just said that. So just like write it and highlight it. Or, you got it. Um, thank you. Um, now we get this very weird and uh, I think in my opinion, very depressing scene um, of the house across the street from where Dougie and Jade had their liaison. There's a child looking out the window. He's eating some saltines. And there's a woman, maybe it's his mother, his sister, I don't know. She's got pills, she's got liquor, she's got assorted drug paraphernalia around her. And she's screaming, 119. One one nine, um, and that's it. That's the whole scene, and I it makes me makes me feel real sad inside to see it. 
I'm thinking about a little kid in a house with someone doing drugs and he has to eat crackers and I don't know. It's just real upsetting. That's all I had to say about it. Cops roll up. (laughs) Cops roll up on Booper's accident. So Mr. C's little accident and something smells awful. In fact, they call for gas masks, which I think maybe that's a little. (laughs) So was Booper's vomit smell worse than Dougie's? Because she, Jade definitely didn't freak out like that. She did True, say, yeah. Bad. She said, we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they they reacted very strongly to it. Maybe it had been in the car longer. I don't, I have no idea. Or That's maybe, maybe the smell is a clue. It's indicative mm. of like, if it smells really bad, that's a really bad person. If it doesn't maybe. smell so bad, maybe they're not so bad. And meanwhile, Dougie wasn't even a person, apparently. He's, manufactured oh oh did i tell you to highlight that no please didn't. highlight that please highlight okay that. <laughs> thank you i appreciate that i have dougie highlighted you want to talk to me about dougie do you want to specifically oh. talk about how he was manufactured as well i want to talk about dougie in the show and then dougie um dougie being manufactured please okay okay and I'm going to try my best to remember when we get to this point in the cast. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, there's a beautiful shot of the sun over the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department. I love it. It's so pretty. And Hawk and Andy and Lucy are all in a conference room together. And Hawk puts up a donut disturb sign on the door which i think is so cute Mm -hmm. um and they're going through all the case files and they have this um discussion about how they need to find what's missing but how are they gonna know what's missing if it's missing everything that's here is not missing (laughs) and they reiterate what the log lady said which was that it had something to do with uh, Hawk's heritage and Lucy's like you're an Indian <laughs> Hawk's like I know <laughs> um uh Hawk needs to think out loud suddenly Lucy becomes very distressed and she realizes that there is something missing and what was missing is a chocolate bunny I guess when they went to get all of Laura's stuff she had these like chocolate Easter bunnies and that became part of the evidence. And I guess way back in the day, Lucy was feeling gassy. And so she ate one of the chocolate bunnies and that's what was missing. And she said, she never did it again. She never ate evidence again. Um, it was just that one time. <laughs> um, highlight her eating evidence. Okay. Highlight chocolate bunny. Okay. And highlight her pocket of gas. Okay. Wow. We got a... We got a uh, a theory about Lucy's gas. (laughs) Very nice. Um, That's very nice gas. We get this um, very long scene of Jacoby spray painting. (laughs) Here's the deal. For audio listeners, throughout this um, this entire time Tessa's doing this recap, I am just like shaking my head in pure. I, I am stunned by the beauty that is before me uh, of this episode. Like I'm just like, 
Every if I could, it'd be chef kisses left and right, like this one, this scene. Let's uh, let's give it a big old chef's kiss, right? <laughs> <laughs> so good! Oh my goodness! Jacoby is spray painting the shovels gold with a machine that it. I'm sure he invented that machine himself. It's just for spray painting shovels. It's it's quite a thing to behold, um, and and that's that's that scene. Uh, next, we're at the Silver Mustang Casino. Um, Wait, yeah, gold, gold shovels. Oh. oh, yeah, you got some for the gold shovels? No, I don't, but no. gold shovels. Yeah. And then we're at the... Silver Mustang Casino. Gold and... Wait a second, gold, silver, jade. These are all precious materials. Wow. Is there another... Connected? Is there another thing that we're missing? Look at us thinking. Okay, continue. Sorry, I was just going on a little, little, little thought, a little thought uh, walk, little thought walk. Um, Jade uh, drops Dougie off. She gives him five dollars. She tells him he needs to call for help because he might have had a stroke. Um, and then she says, "You can go out now," which is what Laura said to Coop in the red room. In fact, we get a little flashback to that, just so we'll remember. Um, and again, Coop is slash Dougie. He's just repeating phrases. He doesn't know how a revolving door works. Just kind of more of the same. That's um, a good thing too. The door I, I, just whacking him. Yeah, I do have to say him repeating phrases actually like it's surprising how like well he progresses like from this point, just repeating what people say to him. Like, like he approaches the security guard and he says, call for help. And he shows him the $5 bill. And then that guy directs him to go get change so that he can use, I guess, a payphone in the back of the casino. And so he goes and, um, but, but that, the lady who gives him change, I think she just gives him tokens to play the slots because that's probably the majority of her job is just um, getting people changed to play slots. Um, and then he... <laughs> And then he watches a guy like perfectly demonstrate how to use a slot machine. Um, and these are old school slots, by the way. I don't know, Eric, if you've been in a casino anytime recently, um, but they kind of stopped having slots that one, have a lever that you pull and two, that actually spit out coins. Um, now everything is digital. You press a button and it keeps track of how much so they're they're in an old school casino um maybe this is just how david lynch thinks casinos should operate i don't know <laughs> the last time i was in a casino the slot machine had an arm but it wasn't functional like it was uh, yeah it was yeah. a decorative arm decorative arm yeah um so something very strange happens he sees the red room flickering over a slot machine, he puts a coin in, pulls the lever, wins a jackpot. Hello! <laughs> he says, hello! So <laughs> That's what he saw the guy do. So he's just repeating, but it's amazing. I love it. Every single time he does it. I, I remember at the time, I, I remember saying to Brett, I really wanted that like sound clip to be like my text message <laughs> notification. Every time I got a text, hello. <laughs> Anyways, he just won 
two mega jackpots. A woman comes, a woman from the casino comes to inform him. He's just won $28,400. There's this old lady watching him. I guess I shouldn't say an old lady. It's a, it's a woman of advanced age and she's, she's watching him. And she looks like she's kind of like going through some stuff, right? Like she looks a little disheveled. Um, and he points to a machine and she flips him off. She's like, what's this guy? I don't know. But then she, once she realizes what's going on, she goes to that machine, she pulls lever and then she wins a jackpot. See, I was curious if it was going to work for her. Yeah. You know? I it thought did. it might only work for him. Um, do me a favor. Highlight. I know this is a while ago. Um, Coop. Um, uh, like having a hard time getting through the door and okay. keep, keep figuring things out. Go ahead and highlight it. that for me, please. You got it. Um, yeah, and then she wins. I was really happy for her, you know? It's highlighting some stuff. Yeah. All right. Get that, get that highlighter. Doing get that highlighter, son. Get that highlighter. All right. What? Next, we go to FBI headquarters in philadelphia pennsylvania and uh gordon cole and albert are there they're reviewing a very strange case um which i i'm i didn't write down any details to just because i, I don't know if it's going to be relevant or not uh but it's basically like a crime has been committed and then they have various clues set out on the table and they're kind of looking at them and and then uh Gordon Cole says, the congressman's dilemma should just make me happy to hear him speak. Um, but guess who comes in the room next? Tamara, Tamara, it's aka Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. It's Tammy from the secret history of Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah, Are you there excited she is. to meet her? Well, I was excited to meet her because I really enjoyed her character in the book. I feel like we didn't get to know her very well in this one episode. Mm -hmm. um, also, this is going to sound weird. For some reason, while I was reading the book, I thought she was a person of color. Not, oh, okay. I mean, not. hey, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But for some reason, I did. I, I don't know. I, I, I just had her pictured in my head. And then when I saw like this, no offense, skinny white woman, I was like, who's this? <laughs> a, I don't know. Beautiful skinny oh, white woman. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Not, not who you were expecting. No, I don't know why. It's so interesting, right? And I had myself like convinced. I don't know. It's really well, weird. Basically, Gordon Cole like excuses everyone else and then he's like, Tammy, why don't you stay and show me and Albert what you found in New York City? And what she found in New York City is um, Sam and Tracy's uh like bloody corpses they don't and, look good they don't no, look good they don't and she's kind of telling gordon and and um albert nypd doesn't know anything about this room they don't know who's paying for it they don't know why there are hours and hours of videotape of this box um uh she does show oh go ahead one thing she says that's interesting she says um on um Oh yeah, you're probably getting to this. On one of the cameras, it had a spooky image, right? Yes, yeah. So she but does show not all the cameras, just one, just right? One. I didn't even notice that. I'm pretty sure it was just one. Just one picked up. Just the... one, because there's how many cameras are pointing at this thing? True, yeah. And only they, one picked up a thing. They picked up FFF, the faceless female figure. 
highlight it, please. You got it. Thank you. I'm pretty sure. And if I'm wrong, uh, remember our email is same peaks, y'all <laughs> at gmail.com. I'm pretty sure it was just one camera. One camera picked up this thing. This isn't really an invitation to roast us online. Like, please, yeah. you know, be kind. You know, roast? Yeah. everyone is fighting a hard battle. Okay, guys. Yeah, you can roast um, me like a fine potato. <laughs> Um, uh, so the, yeah, the, a camera, I guess, caught the, the, the FFF, the faceless yeah. female figure and Gordon says, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, really? What else do you say? By the way, he now gets a phone call and they're asking for director Cole. So Gordon Cole has had a promotion in between. Um, I mean, that makes sense. He's a great FBI agent. It's been 25 years. He's been promoted. What did it say in? Oh, I've got it right over here. I was asking, what did it say his title was in the secret history of Twin Peaks? Oh, yeah. I might have given it away there. And I Deputy Director Gordon Cole. Deputy Director, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even make that connection. Good. Hey, Gordon Cole. Good for you. This is these snaps are for you. You Good did it. Good for you, buddy. You did, you did it. it. You did it. Yeah. I, you're great. But oh, he, oh go ahead. He um, did he? I, I was trying to look at his ears. Did he upgrade to modern hearing aids? I don't think he did. <laughs> he he was just yelling wearing, at people still. still wear, yeah, he still has a hearing problem, and it's still meant to be humorous, which I guess is a little problematic. But did what? he still have the thing like the old time? He does. I think he's. I mean, I maybe in the future episodes we'll get to see it a little bit clearly. Yeah. But I think he still has the. What do you call those? Do you know? Are they like outer ear? Oh, so Freya's are called BTEs, behind the ears. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. Um, outer some, ear. Yeah, you know. he's got some archaic technology. In his yeah, ears. it's so old. I don't even know what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he gets uh, he gets alerted that Co Cooper on your phone. Cooper's on your phone, and he rushes from the room into his office. Um, he's got some very interesting art on his walls in there. Um, there's like a like a nuclear explosion um, going off behind them. Um, I, I so I wrote down Cole still has a hearing problem. Albert still sassy. So some things have not changed from <laughs> Albert. Um, first, Gordon Cole and Albert they they were like, oh my god, our friends back. Right. Yeah. And even Albert, he was like, tell me, please, you know, let me know. Remember, my theory was I thought he was the um, um, archivist in the mm -hmm. secret history of Twin Peaks because mm -hmm. I thought he was looking for his friend because I think him and Coop were close, you know? Yes, I think they were. And I think we get the um, we get the gist that they have not heard from Cooper and they are very interested to find out anything, any information about him and um Cole announces that they are flying at dawn to the Black Hills of South Dakota, which um, uh, we know that Booper was there recently. So, um, uh, and then uh, the episode ends with another uh, great performance at the Roadhouse. Cactus uh, this, Blossoms? Yeah, this one is, the band is called the Cactus Blossoms, and the song that they sing is called Mississippi. And this episode, by the way, was in memory of Don S. Davis, who is the actor who played Garland Briggs. He's passed away. And it was also um, in memory of Miguel Ferrer, who is the actor who plays Albert, who passed away shortly after filming 
20 that one episode that. or season? Um, no, the uh, I mean, I spoiler alert. He's he's in other episodes of the season, but shortly after the filming of this season, he passed away. I liked the actor who played Garland Briggs passing away. Okay, you got it. Thank you, man. What a what an episode. Thank you so much, by the way, for always doing the recap. You always do a phenomenal job. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, should we get into uh, the many mysteries? How do you like that? Is that pretty good? Nice. Yeah, nice like, mystery dance. You that know. was that was a little mystery dance. The finger, <laughs> the finger, I was wagging my finger at them mysteries, you know. Um. Okay. So the first highlight I have is the film. Um. Uh. In the that early, those very early scenes, kind of fast forwarding and rewinding and going back and forth. So we know that time operates differently in these other dimensions, right? The the red room and you know, the other lodges and all that. Is this the future? Is it the past? What's going on? I think this area is is a new area, not a part of any of the, well, let me think. Because we haven't been to the Black Lodge before, have we? Or have we? Um, I feel like what there's this- <laughs> What are you, David Lynch? What do you think? <laughs> There's a scene, yeah, I know. There's a scene in Fire Walk With Me where there's a bunch of people around a table. Do you remember this? I do. That's one of my favorite and scenes. I have always wondered, is that the Black Lodge? Because that's um, where all the people are hanging out. Yeah, it's where all of the kind of creepy people are hanging out. So I, I don't know. We've never seen the White Lodge. I don't think we've ever seen the White Lodge. No, I feel like it was described in a way by Garland Briggs. Oh, um, when he talked to Bobby? Well, it's like when he talked to Bobby, that was about his dream. But remember, I feel like, doesn't he describe it when he was missing for a long time and he comes back? He's like missing for several days and then he returns wearing his like old timey pilot outfit. I do remember that. I feel like maybe he might have described where he was. Hmm. Um, maybe not. Or maybe I'm I'm thinking of that scene with him and Bobby and that like that because doesn't he talk about like there being sort of like a almost like a heavenly light or a heavenly presence? I don't know. But you're right. We haven't I don't think we've seen the White Lodge unless unless the giant is in the White Lodge, that black and white place oh, yeah, from the very know. beginning i guess well, it could be a, a few different places i think this place is either uh I, I actually i think it might be a new place i don't think it's one of the lodges okay. i don't think it's the red room it's the, it's the purple room <laughs> well we know that time kind of uh, stutters back and forth um there and uh we don't really know much more about it What's my next highlight? Because I feel like that will help um, me. Your know next where I'm highlight going. was uh, uh, the woman indicating that it was not safe. Yeah, you probably picked up on this. Her doing this, right? Is yeah. that she, the person banging on the door is probably the faceless, the faceless female figure. Yeah, well, because she was doing this slicing the throat motion. And what is oh, that? Yeah. Figure? That figure does a lot of slicing. In fact, later we see uh, poor Tracy and 
Sam? What was that guy's yeah. name? Yeah. Or Tracy and Sam. Uh, sliced up. They got no heads. Their heads are gone. <laughs> yeah. Their heads are gone. So I think, I think um, this woman, whoever she is, I don't think we, I don't know who she is. Um, but I think her, the person banging on the door is her mom. And I think her mom is that faceless female figure. So when you said that their, their heads were missing, that made me think of um, two other headless characters, Ruth and whoever else was in that, whoever oh. that male body that was in the bed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's connected. I forgot all about them. Um, when you said their heads are missing or falling off, made me think of dumb and dumber have you seen that movie in a long time there's a part where they're getting ready to leave and they go our pets heads are falling off because because that one mean guy took the their parakeet's head off yeah very sad (laughs) classic film classic yeah yeah classic Um, um okay and let's see my next highlight here like it was a while before you had oh the owl ring oh well so this is more of a question for you because um we got a little bit of a chronology of the owl ring in the secret history of mm-hmm. twin peaks like we know it showed up they got it out of that cave once lewis and clark and all that when's the last time we've seen that ring in the canon of twin peaks i'm sorry i'm asking you all the hard questions today Man, like the last time you and I saw it was in the movie Fire Walk With Me. Um, But that movie takes place before the events of the series. I'm trying to remember like who had it. Was it, did Mike have it? Did Leland have it? I don't know. I don't remember now. Oh man, I should have done like a, another (laughs) rewatch Yeah, I'm just so I'm curious because I I feel like that's important. Um, however, um, here let's move into Dougie. Oh boy, Dougie. You want to talk about Dougie? Let's talk. You want to talk about who Dougie is, and you also want to talk about the fact that Dougie is manufactured. Yes. Okay. Let's think about this. So I think Dougie. Remember that scene in our last episode that takes place in the casino, and the guy's like, "Oh, you hope you never have to get involved with him." Yeah. I think Dougie seems like a really cool dude. Uh huh. But I think Dougie might be a bad dude. I think Dougie, uh-huh. I think Dougie might, and I don't like this idea at all, but I think Dougie seems cool. But I think Dougie might be that bad casino type guy that they're talking about. And that would explain why there's some bad or some bad dudes. Some dudes want to shoot his head off with a, with a sniper rifle. Um, that, I mean, that tracks kind of because, um, like, we know that Mr. Todd and Roger are in Las Vegas, and this certainly looks like Las Vegas. It's like a desert landscape. There's a casino there. I don't know if it, like, announced that it was Las Vegas. I don't remember that. But, um, yeah, that kind of that kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't like that theory because I like Dougie. But what do we know about him? We know some people want to try to kill him. We know that he's in that area. He lives in that area. And then we also know he has the ring, right? Yeah. Did he find the ring via circumstance? Or, ooh. I think Dougie's that bad casino dude. I think he got the ring. He somehow knows some knowledge of Twin Peaks stuff. And I think he's also the one who's financing the um, the cube room with the box and all the guards and all that. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. I think he's trying to unlock some Twin Peaks type stuff. Now, secrets. did you want to talk about the fact that he's, uh, according to Mike, was mm-hmm. manufactured for a purpose? He's now yeah. fulfilled. His purpose is that he gave um, he gave Coop a way to enter the real world, the real Twin oh. Peaks world again. Um, and so the, who do you think manufactured him? Tess, you know this. Who manufactured him? Tess, who manufactured Dougie? I don't know. David Lynch manufactured. Oh. Remember? Oh. <laughs> Remember? I, I really do. Like when they said that, I was like, oh, S, man. I'll tell I, you, I'll tell you what I what I thought. Yeah. When I was watching it. I I thought that the person Mr. Todd must be working for, who you don't ever want to get involved with this guy. I thought that guy is Mr. C because oh that makes sense because (laughs) like that's the guy that I wouldn't want to get involved with and I also thought maybe Mr. C somehow manufactured Dougie so that he wouldn't have to go back to the lodge oh you mean like Dougie ended up in the in the red room instead of right like maybe was that his plan because you remember he did say something about how he was gonna have to go back soon but he had a plan for that i have a plan i like that that makes sense um but i have no i also think david lynch (laughs) created dougie so that he would have another body to go into um because coop can only go into bodies that are played by kyle mclaughlin no, I mean, really. I know, me I know. This is your theory. I'm trying Thank to you. go with you. <laughs> Follow me. Because remember, remember on the last episode, I I had a theory that um, um, that Coop and Cooper or Mr. C could both exist in the same world. It's not just a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a thing in the mind. And I think Dougie, I think in order for Coop and Mr. C to both exist in the same place, we needed another actor played by Kyle McLaughlin. And so David Lynch is the one who manufactured it. Mm. So I think that's what it is. Now, when he when he died, I think is I don't know about his little hand, but I think that gold ball represents money that David Lynch has earned from Twin Peaks. Because he I know, look at you. Because he created he created Twin Peaks and he just created this thing. And he got a little a little gold nugget. Gold represents value and worth, right? So it drops. And Mike has no clue. What do I do with this? I don't know. This has no place here. But he knows what the ring is. Now, I think the ring, at first, I thought this was supposed to be some, like, this is the real world, right? But I don't think so. I think it's just the real world, Twin Peaks real world, not our real world. Because who plays Kyle McLaughlin in the real world? Kyle McLaughlin. Thank you. See, you're following now. Yeah. You know where I'm going yeah. with this. So that's what I think. I think Dougie literally just exists so that we can get Coop in the real world and Mr. C in the same world. Um, also, quick theory about Jade. I think Jade and um, Dougie have a little bit more than just a, a monetary type relationship. They seem almost like friends. You yeah, know? yeah. She seemed, she seemed real cool. <laughs> and I don't have a theory about this, but I think his arm losing its feeling or hurting or something is tied to back in the original you look at you nod in your head when they were like what's going on with my hands yeah Yeah. yeah. that's something i think that has something to do with um maybe if your arm is hurting 
or twitching or something, that means your doppel, one of your doppelgangers is trying to switch places with you, mm. you know? I thought it had something to do with the ring. The fact that he was wearing the ring was making his arm go like numb or something. Maybe, but remember, um, Coop was wearing it, or he wasn't wearing it, and his arm was hurting him. You remember? Way back in, way back in original Twin Peaks times. Oh, that yeah. episode with all the weird hands. Yeah, there were other people too that their hands yeah, were bothering Pete, them. I think Pete had like a Pete. Oh. Yeah, I know. Mm. Things that, um, things that we're too lazy to look up. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Stuff We Should Have Looked Up. Stuff Why I do we should... have a podcast? I don't know. Stuff With... We Should Have Looked Up. Ethan Tess. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, love that idea. It's so funny. <laughs> These are things that I should probably look up. Like, like they're just things that I've always wanted to know that I could probably just look up like in an afternoon, but I never have. I'm trying to think of other examples, but it's so funny. Um, give me one second. I'm going to have one. Um oh here's one here's one when i open up a thing of um sanitizer wipes like you know like mm-hmm. how when i open a new one how do i get one get it out and then loop it onto the hook so then it always pulls just one loose i don't even know how to get the one out to begin with i always have to wait for someone else to open it and <laughs> then i go in and use it I, if i'm the first one to open it it just looks like a, to- a total mess and that's something <laughs> That I'm a little bit too lazy to look up. <laughs> I feel like there should be like theme music for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so uh, funny. A new segment. Um, <laughs> you wanted me to highlight the fact that Lucy had gas and so she ate a chocolate bunny. Oh yeah. Oh wait, we're that's out of order. Oh yeah, let's do the. Um, give me one second. What did you want to talk about instead? Um, I don't think that's the only time she's eaten evidence. Oh. Yeah. What. Oh, you, you just think in general or yeah, do you I just specific... I just no, I don't have a specific. I just think well, she's Does it did she say I feel like she said I never did it again, but yeah. I don't know if she said that's the only time I ever did. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna so I do have a theory. I think she ate the bunny. Well, and this is just hey. This is just a thing. I think she was pregnant at the time. Mm. So I think she ate it around then. And not to be like, hey, if you're pregnant, you're real gassy. But I feel like that's probably a, a gassy lady type thing. She's not comfortable talking in front of Andy. And I think that's when she ate the bunny. So close to the time of original Twin Peaks, not like yesterday, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she's eaten evidence before. And here's the kicker. You know what that chocolate bunny is, right? That chocolate bunny, I think, is the card that Mr. C has in his pocket. Oh my gosh. It looks no. like a It uh, does kind of look like a bunny. It looks like a black bunny. That was the first thing I thought of. And I, I'm not going to give it away, but my quote, well, is it my quote? Here, wait, let me look. I got my quote over here. It might not be. It might not be. Give me one second. I got to look at something. It looks just like a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the moment where he goes, it's not about the bunny. Is it about the bunny? I was like, Hawk. <laughs> Huck, it's about the bunny. It's about the bunny. No, it's not about the bunny. I was like, it's about the bunny because I think that's what, that's the clue. Is it? Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Good thing we're doing this podcast together. <laughs> I I have to say, I am enjoying the return. I, you know, I think I, when I originally watched the return, I was just puzzled. I was just befuddled and I was just taking it in and trying to process it. And then I did a rewatch um, somewhat recently, um, when I had my, my bum ankle and I had nothing to do with my life for like 
12 weeks, I, I did a rewatch and I, I binged it mostly. And I felt like I enjoyed it a lot more upon rewatch because I wasn't expecting anything. Like I knew what it was. So I didn't, I wasn't like, what's going on? Like every single week I was like, it's, it's fine. I don't know what's going on. It's fine. And then, but I am enjoying it even more watching it with you <laughs> and hearing your thoughts on I, it. I am. I'm really <laughs> glad that we upped our recording to because I am. I am loving it. Like this is this is where I'm at. Like it is it is oh it is good, you know. Chef's kiss. Um you wanted to talk about Coop repeating phrases and not knowing how doors work. Yeah, I think so. I I so first of all, I was pleasantly surprised when we got real life Coop in in what we think is the real life Twin Peaks world. Because Mm -hmm. I I was really I was worried he was gonna be stuck in the red room or the lodges or the spaces between for a while. And you know, I mean, I don't know about you, Tess. I really like Coop as a character. And even though we've had Booper walking around, Mr. C, and now we've got Dougie and we've had Cooper, you know, in the lodge, like it's not like normal Coop, you know? No, I mean, it's not. He's not the only, the closest moment where we got, I, this is so weird, is the last episode, episode two, is when uh, Mr. C is about to kill Daria he smiles and it looks like it looks like Kyle McLaughlin is just like pure like like the um you know like the thumbs up smile and I was like oh there he is for just a second but it was right before he killed uh, Daria but anyway I was very pleasantly surprised that he he he's in our world but I think what happened is I don't think he's Dougie slash Cooper I think he is Cooper I think Dougie's purpose was to just let Cooper exist and then we saw Dougie literally you know die and become a piece of gold and some and whatever and his little hand shrink and yeah i think i've been calling him dougie slash cooper because that's what other people are calling him dougie because he yeah. looks just like the person that they knew as dougie but yeah oh, oh I, you mean I, people are calling him dougie Jade right is, right yeah. i agree with you i believe that is our yeah. cooper but it's not our cooper because our cooper doesn't just wander around repeating phrases i think he he got um he, he's like re- reborn anew you know, I think he's like a little baby. Um, luckily, he's not like pooping his pants and crying. But I think he's like a human little little baby person. And that's he's picking it up quickly. And I'm willing to bet prediction within the next episode, hopefully the next one, but maybe the next couple, he'll be back to regular Coop once he gets his bearings straight. Um, we'll see. Um, I also think, what was I going to say about Coop? And oh, uh, his portray, like the way he acted made me think of Leo. And also, if you ever saw the movie Rain Man, he made me think of Rain oh, Man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he does Qantas. Qantas. Yeah. yeah. That's a Rain Man's a very good movie. I enjoy it a lot. Excellent. Next mm-hmm. one. Um, um you had me uh highlight the fact that you believe only one camera caught the faceless female figure. I think all that really is is just a way of um so one camera so there's cameras from different angles, right? And I think this faceless female figure is um either i think like a two-dimensional being so like Mm -hmm. if you look at her from the side she's invisible you have to look at her straight on to see her you know um i wondered if it was because she was moving in such a way that she only showed up for like one image maybe you know like she was kind of doing that stuttering movement also and like moving very quickly oh Um, that's a good point stuttering because then yeah maybe she is what's her name's mom you know, I, oh, yeah. I, I, girl, 
or that no, character, no that character in the credits is called Nido. Nido, shut if the that hell up. Helpful to you. Who is Nido? That's the the woman with no eyes. Now, did we figure out is the woman with no eyes and the other woman the same woman, or are they I two different women? I don't know. So, is there Nido and two? So there, Nidos? there's a there's a character in the credits called Nido, and I can't. I, that's the only other like character that it goes to Nido. And so, Nido. Yeah. Um, also, when Coop was in the box and he kind of like went, sh- 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 sh, that also made me think of like a two-dimensional thing mm. moving back and forth. So anyway, that's just what I thought about that. And look at you yawning. It's nap time. No, no, it's okay. Hey, it's been hey, a long no, day. <laughs> no judging. I, I, I always tell myself like, boy, I'm tired. So this is going to be a quick one, but then it never is. But that's it never fine. is. We always have is. so much to talk about. I know. Do you remember back in the day, we were always like 40 minutes or less? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what happened? This happened. This, this show happened. happened. I mean, no matter what, the show's going to end eventually. So no, we'll catch we up always- on sleep. Yeah, I always tell Brett, like, oh, I'm sure it'll be an hour. And he'll be like, it'll be at least two. And I, and I say, but the show is only an hour. <laughs> like, the actual show we watch. <laughs> I wonder if it's because now there's, like, even more stuff going on. There's there's a lot of stuff going on. And you had me highlight the fact that Don S. Davis, the actor who plays Garland Briggs, um, is no longer with us. It's very sad, right? Mm-hmm. Where do we see Garland Briggs in this episode? At floating through space and time. Because Garland Briggs died in the real world, right? <gasps> oh my god! I know, right? I mean, there's a reason they decided to dedicate that, right? So I, I think know. I know. So I think that place, that that place in space with the box and all that. I think that's right on the edge of Twin Peaks world, White Lodge world, and our real world. I think that's, yeah. I know, right? Goodness. I know. Did you have any other mysteries? That's all the highlights. No, I'm, I'm all out of mystery, sister. I'm, I'm exhausted. I guess we'll get in our quotable quotation. Let's see, what is the, oh, here it is. I forgot what it was. Quotable quotation. Okay, what's your quote of the? What's the quote of the thing? <laughs> sorry, I, I just immediately lost steam. I'm sorry. <laughs> quote of the thing. What's your um, quote of the thing, woman? I I am concerned we may have the same one. Yeah. Mine is Hawk. Uh huh. Not about the bunny. Is it about the bunny? No. It's not about the bunny. Yeah, that's also my quote. I thought it was very good. I was between that and hello. Uh, I um I, I liked it just because I I feel like um yes, it's about the bunny, Hawk. Hawk, it's about the bunny the whole time, you know. So good. Eric, oh, excuse me leaf my yeah it's friend. okay it's okay you have an mvp for this episode i hope that you do oh wait i'm so sorry i'm embarrassed okay. i was jamming out to it earlier <laughs> <laughs> just sitting around my room Smoke clears 
The smoke clears. And your uh, MVP is revealed. My MVP is none, are... o- is none other than um, Special Agent Del Cooper because <laughs> he transcended time, space, and dimensions to come and visit us in the real world. And even though he kind of was reborn and, and became like Rain Man, um, before that... He was kind of like Hoop. He was looking around. He was very observant. And uh, he found his way to that electrical socket type thing and found his way to the uh, real world um, earlier than I thought he would. So it's very, well, not the real world, the real Twin Peaks world. So he's my MVP. I chose Jade as my MVP. I thought she was really helpful. You know, she she gave two rides and um, she helped him put his his shoes on and gives them advice about how to call triple a gives him five dollars and she seems genuinely concerned for his well-being and she's got a really cool car i picked jade i am i think and i don't know for sure because i noticed a lot of car stuff in the show like um like when mr c pulled up in episode Mm -hmm. one like it big old car logo right there and then there's another part where someone was in a car and like a nice, nice shot of the logo, and I, I'm willing to bet like there's a little bit of sponsor kind of money, yeah, going maybe. back and forth, which is which isn't bad. I really don't mind that kind of stuff. I actually kind of think it's funny when it creeps into things. Like, um, you ever hear of the show um, Fringe? Yes. Near the end, it kind of needed a lot of sponsors to keep going, and some episodes were like quick peter we need you to get there he's like don't worry i've got my ford range rover i'm gonna get there lickety split and like and i'm like i thought it was great i love it you know uh there's a video game oh i feel we... like i feel like back in the like 80s and 90s yeah. this was very popular and they'll be like gosh i'm really thirsty good thing i have this coca-cola <laughs> there's there's a video game that came out um uh about four years ago more than that it's actually it's it's called final fantasy 15 and it's the last video game i beat before freya was born and since (laughs) freya was amanda was induced i knew like i gotta finish this game now because i'm gonna (laughs) be a dad tomorrow like sentimental value yeah yeah (laughs) but in that game it's it's an rpg so you're going around on quests and stuff but there's like a whole quest about cup cup of noodle soup like the yeah where they're like a noctis What's your favorite thing about cup of noodle soup? Is it the flavor? Is it the affordability? Or is it this? And you get the choice and you're like, hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then you're like, I think it's the flavor. He's like, I agree. They're all really good. And like, there's a whole quest where they have to go out and find ingredients for the perfect cup of noodle soup. It's amazing. I I love that kind of stuff. I love it. I mean, I get it like when people don't love it, but I think it's so great. Anyway, sponsorship, it's fine. Um just going with this tangent Lisa, yeah. if you watched the new loki episode uh today's wednesday right today's wednesday well, there was a new episode it's okay if you haven't watched it and i don't want to give you any spoilers but like you know how we saw the different loki's at the in the end credits scene? yeah and one yeah. of them is kid loki like loki with like a, a kid with like a gator yeah there was a little gator loki yeah Anyway, there's a scene in the new episode where the kid Loki is like, he's chilling and he's drinking a high seat. <laughs> remember those little boxes of juice? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, I, was like, I noticed it and I was like, oh, is this show sponsored by high seat? 
I mean, maybe, maybe some money was exchanged. You know, who knows? <laughs> this is a perfect time for me to like pull up like a high seat or like a Coca-Cola. And I'm like, by the way, Tess, this Coca-Cola is absolutely, remember we used to do that with capital T's, but. Where we did a whole commercial for capital T's. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, anyway, um, oh, so about Loki real quick is, uh, so I don't get home until like seven. So that's why we record at seven. So like, whenever you're like, did you watch it? I was like, sister. I've been on the move. I guess I could watch it early in the morning. It's okay. It's all right. I, I, I had the day off today, which is why oh, I already watched it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's such a good show. I'm obsessed with it. If Amanda's up, we might watch it together tonight. Or oh, I, I hope that you do. It's, I, this episode was... Mm, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. In maybe. my opinion. <laughs> um, speaking of episodes... Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. It never gets old. I love it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't normally let it get to the sorry, but like the sorry is really good too. Pete, I miss you. Um, <sighs> Eric, how many fish in a percolator did you get this episode? So I was um I was thinking about this episode this morning. I was running around outside in the dark just me and 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 mother night and i was thinking that maybe last episode do you remember how many fish i gave the last episode um you gave it uh you opened the percolator and and it was overflowing with an infinite amount of fish yeah. i believe my exact my exact phrase was an mc escher like staircase filled with overflowing fish and part of me is like this is hard because did I maybe set the bar too high <laughs> early in the you. show? Because now it's like, how do I go higher than that? Like <laughs> it, it's not possible. Um, I'm just going to say, is it, let me ask you this. Is it okay if I just say, this is also an infinite sure. amount of fish. Yeah. And I feel I'm very concerned that it's gonna, we're going to have a lot of infinite fish, I think <laughs> floating around in here, but this episode, I was, I really, uh, this episode, mm, 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 you know, so good. And I like that right away we start off with Coop again, because that was my big question. Where'd he go when he was in the box? Um, and it's, I didn't time it, but it's a good 15 to 20 minutes before we're back in the real world. And even when we're back, it's like, it's, well, I think it's Mr. C and then it's Dougie. And you're like, what the, who the, who the hell is Dougie? Why is Michael, like, uh, Kyle McLaughlin's playing like a whole new character we've never even heard of, <laughs> and like Jade's there, and uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal but you love episode. It. Oh, oh, yeah. No, well, to me, it's like not even like. So I was talking to a friend, um, my friend Sheila that I work with about art the other day. One of the things I love in my new library, it has an art gallery, which is something I've always wanted to be able to work in a library that has one. Um, and she was, there's uh, our resident artist now that has the stuff up as uh, has kind of these abstract paintings that if you read his description of the pieces says that they are depictions, visual depictions of music that he's heard. Mm. And Sheila was like, I want to know what music it is. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know this one's called, I don't know, Bohemian Rhapsody. And this one's called yeah. that. And this yeah. one's called that. And we had a conversation about needing to know right and she goes well i want some context i want to know and i told her i said well i was upstairs and i was looking at this piece of art and i felt like i heard music 
you know, I felt like I heard music and I felt that I saw something there. And I said, and Sheila, you're going to think I'm BSing you. But I experienced that before I ever read his bio saying that it's, you know what I mean? Like, I know it's crazy, right? Like, it's really funny. Like, whatever he did, it worked for me anyway. And she was like, I want context. I'm the opposite. I don't want any context. Because to me, it's like, to me, the point, and David Lynch, if you're listening, please tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think the point is for us to be like, oh, I get it. The gold represents whatever. The gold marble is this, and that's this. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is just to experience it, man. That guy well, in the. Like, it's like Kimmy Robertson said in my uh, my yeah. little cameo message. In your exclusive like, interview with her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she said, you know, the return to her is art, and yeah. she can't really explain what why it's art she just knows that it is art like it's kind of like i don't know what art is i just know it when i see it yeah i i tend to think art is anything created with the purpose of making you feel something you know so so it's not everything so like if someone if there's a chair that chair exists for the purpose of me putting my butt in it if i feel something it wasn't because the person who created the chair wanted me to feel something it's because i feel something when i see the chair but, but what if it's a really beautiful chair? Ah, ah, great question. If it's a very beautiful chair that the person who created the chair wanted it to be beautiful, then yes, it's art. Now, if they want it to be functional, then it's just functional. Say what I mean? Because That's then the feeling scary. they want us to feel is joy when we see it, right? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and also like same thing with things in nature. I love trees. Trees aren't art because trees aren't created. They're not created by us. They just mm -hmm. exist. They don't need to be called art, you know? But, if but someone someone, took... someone could like film a Thank tree, you. like mm -hmm. Terrence Malick in the Tree of Life, and then all of a sudden that tree is art. Thank you. It is. It is the agency. It is someone. It is the purpose behind the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. And so I, I think Twin Peaks, the original's art. I think this is art. I think even Marvel movies, they want us to feel something, and boy, do they. Yeah, GD, that's art. To me, I think it is, you know? Now, it'd be different if I watched it and I didn't feel a single thing, right? Maybe not, but I do, you know? So, yeah. Uh, how Brett many? And I, oh. Brett and I, oh, I was just going to say, Brett and I have had this conversation many times before where I, I feel like I have a much more lenient definition yeah. of what art is. Cause like, <laughs> I could be like eating a cake and I'd be like, mm, this cake. It's well, a piece of art well, and that will be like it's just a it's just a cake <laughs> but someone created that cake right right yeah and whether or not it's the person who actually made it or effectively someone designed the ingredients of it right a whole board of people someone has the patent for that cake and you put it in your mouth and the whole reason they made that cake is for you to enjoy it because if you didn't enjoy it you're not going to buy it again right yeah. that cake it's art, baby. Yeah. This, this is our next podcast. Is it art? Art or not? I don't mind is that. It art? I love it. And then, so the, the way the podcast works is you and I, each episode, we rotate bringing something to the table. It could be a piece of music. But the thing is, it'll get old fast because I'm going to always be like, yes. It's art. Yes. But we could still discuss it, though. You know, like yeah, really. One of, one of uh, our first dates, uh, Brett took me to um, uh an art museum and it happened to be the Hirschhorn Museum in DC, which oh, is the Museum beautiful. of Modern Art, because I really like modern art and Brett hates modern art. <laughs> and he feels like one of his definitions of art is if he can do it, then it's not art. Um and so like if he could paint a canvas red with one blue dot on it, that's not art. 
even though there's like uh, a work similar to that at the Hirschhorn. Oh God. I, I, first of all, (laughs) let me start by saying I, I love your husband so much. I really do. I love, and I respect him and I, I love him as much as I, uh, for the same reason I love Amanda in my life. Like we need for Eric and Tessa's to exist. We need Brett's and Amanda's to exist as well. Um, okay. So I understand. So if you're, if you're talking about physically capable of making art, like your actual arm, then yeah, I agree with him. But unless Brett ever has the inclination to paint that piece of art before he ever witnessed it, then unfortunately he cannot do it on his own. Not to be that guy, but it's true. Unless, unless he felt the urge to paint that red canvas in a circle before he ever saw that other one, then unfortunately he cannot do it on his own, right? Because he's been influenced by it. The idea is the doing as well. Look at you. That's what I think. Right, yeah. Yeah, right? Well, because- anyway, I gave, this, I gave this episode four fish in a percolator. <laughs> you said, well, anyway, we do, maybe when we're done this, we'll do an art. Because I, lo- I love this kind of, and I, lately I've been really getting into this thing called um, just sitting and looking. Oh, it's really cool. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. Traditionally, I sit and look at trees, but lately um, on my lunch break, I eat and we don't, you can't eat in the library. So I eat somewhere else. And then I go in the library and I pick a piece of art because now I work in a gallery or I have an art gallery in my library and I just test one piece and then I just stare at it. Oh God, it's so, it's so good. Don't, this is the only, it's like butt making, right? The only thing I'm doing for this hour is making buttons. I'm not worrying about this. I'm not worrying about that. And I just like stare at it. And so like the previous artwork, the artwork from the last artist that we had our stuff up, not this one. She was like, yeah, I really didn't like that. I was like, what about the one up there? Slumber, man. And I was like describing all this. She was like, I don't know if I even saw it. Did I see that one? I was like, oh, but this one and this one. And it's like, I don't know, man. Um, but anyway, that that's, uh, that's what I think about art. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Um, we uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. You could literally do anything with your time. You chose to listen to our ramblings about art and Loki and and trees. Do you remember when two episodes ago we went on this long tangent about how much we appreciate truckers? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. I was listening to that and I was like, man, we talk about truckers and how much we appreciate them and how interesting we think their lives are a lot for a long time. (laughs) Feel free to email us. Feel free to tweet at us. Uh, We love you and not in a creepy way. And Eric, do you have a, here's a cup of something for you. Oh, here, let me take a sip of that. It's, it's a, let me grab that right here. Okay, I've got it. And I'm taking a sip. And it's a bleh, It's some nasty uh, garbage. Garbage. It's it's disgusting. It's 